Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Impact Play. Impact more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at Twitch.tv backslash Impact Play or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. You simply search for the Impact Play and by clicking on the notification bell, you will be notified when we do go live. I am your show host, Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yaku, and this is episode 79. On this latest episode of Impact Play, we give our thoughts on the messy launch that is Cyberpunk 2077. Codemasters is being acquired by EA, a new Nintendo Indie Direct, and are Digimon coming to the real world? in addition to discussing the top news stories that brings us up beyond just the gaming space. So before we get into uh, our what we have been playing segment, I did receive a package. We're going to do a little opening live on stream. Let's make sure my other camera is on. Okay, perfect. Okay, let's start it. We're going to be doing a box opening live on stream. We got it. I wonder who it's from. Gotta show both cameras, sorry about that. Okay. Let's see here. What do we got? Mario? Postcards, I'm assuming, from Nintendo. Let's see what we got. We have a, a better mount here. Oh, this is just a plastic. Okay, yeah. We have Mario, holiday cards, Peach. Browser. And that's it. And and three envelopes. So that's Oh no, they're they're completely blank. But they're pretty nice though. Thank you, Nintendo, for these holiday holiday uh cards. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be giving back to you guys even more. So if you guys want any of these, I'm gonna be giving away three. So be sure you're following me. And also I'm gonna create a giveaway. This way you just enter a command in chat. To be to join to win these postcards, and I'm giving one. Uh, I don't know. I'll probably give it away as a bundle, or I'll just do one each. I'll see. I'll, let me know what you guys think. So, this is for you guys, and then afterwards we'll decide a winner by the end of the week by Sunday. Actually, let's do a Monday because Sunday we might we're gonna do another episode. I want this to reach even more people. So the last day to enter will be on Monday. Okay, to win these amazing holiday cards from Nintendo. So thank you, Nintendo, again for this. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right. So what do we got here? Okay. So let's go into the first segment now. 
what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what are we looking forward to in life in general, even if it, if it does not directly revolve around the video games. So, let's get into it. Cyberpunk 2077, I've been playing it literally all week, non-stop, on the Impact Play Switch channel. Uh, my thoughts and impressions so far. The story is really good. Gameplay-wise, not so much. Like, it really needs so much improvement. When I was playing it on day one, and literally the second and third day, it, uh, the resolution wasn't that great, but it was manageable. But I played it again last night on on, uh, on stream, and the quality was horrendous. Like, I honestly finished finished uh, the, st the story of... Of a scene, I should say. I'm not no spoilers at all. But I was finishing up a, a scene. As soon as I finished, I just couldn't take it anymore because there, because it's just so bad to look at. Like the resol re resolution is so horrendous. <laughs> like it, it went, it dropped even further. And I think there was maybe two updates since then. But it's just been so horrible. And they're saying that there are ho they'll hopefully be patched up by. Sometime in February or March, hopefully. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to be striving away a little bit from Cyberpunk to, until this is resolved. I'm going to be getting into, I'm, I'm going to be getting back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I put that on hold because I've been playing Cyberpunk. So I'm going to put Cyberpunk on the on the back burner and get right back into Assassin's Creed Valhalla because that is my game of the year. And as we go along, I'm not going to like completely put on the slide. I'm going to be paying attention to it, of course. And I see as soon as, as soon as I see like updates that will help improve the resolution and even gameplay where I was playing, there were certain instances where like I got I was getting like stuck twice and even uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack. I forgot what it was. NPC that was with me. Don't. I'm not. I'm not no spoilers, but he. You start off with him essentially, and then he, he just. There is one instance where he was going through my car, <laughs> like he was literally stuck in between. And there were a couple of hostiles where they were just stuck in a certain spot, but you could still shoot them. And there's even just one instance yesterday, where he was just invisible, and and the gun. Was just you could just see the gun, but but not but not the person holding the gun. It was just uh, in mid air essentially, and there were there were a, a couple a couple of uh, spots in the game where you're if you're in a vehicle and you're trying to fire your gun, initially the gun will be it's like you're holding air, like like the gun is invisible again. <laughs> but then once you switch guns and switch back to that the gun you were holding, then you could see it. So those are my initial thoughts and impressions of the game. Hold on, let me decrease this a little bit. The game. Okay, I think we're good. So, yes, that's my initial impression so far because I am putting it on the back burner because it's just so hard to look at the game, even though the story is great. 
Like I enjoyed the story. <laughs> I didn't think I would. I thought I would play it for for a bit and then hop off back into Assassin's Creed. But no, I'm literally enjoying the story. But like I said, it's gonna be it's gonna be I'm gonna putting that game on hold until they help resolve this issue. And we're gonna be talking be talking about this even further on the news section. So stay tuned for that. And they've also put Fortnite on the back burner. But what I'm going to do is from now on, every Friday is going to be game night. So we will be playing mainly Fortnite. Maybe something, and maybe even something else that you guys would enjoy. So we could play together as a community. So we just have a good time, sit back, chill, relax, and just playing, play video, playing video games with one another. So whether it's whether you guys are on PlayStation, Xbox, PC, the Nintendo Switch, we'll play something that everyone can enjoy together. But that's where Fortnite comes in because Fortnite is literally on every console. It's on hand. It's on your handheld device. It's on even the Nintendo Switch, so anyone can hop in and just have fun. So. What I'm looking forward to, actually, I forgot one more thing I forgot to mention. I'm all caught up on The Mandalorian. I literally finished uh, the last, latest episode yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. I was all caught up. No spoilers, of course, as always, because it literally just came out and I just finished watching it. <laughs> so I'm not going to spoil it for no one. But it is enjoyable. And I and what did confuse me is the timeline. I had to actually do my research and try to get a sense of where the Mandalorian timeline is. So, that's my thoughts, without spoiling anything, of course. What I'm looking forward to is pretty much what Disney Plus is going to be, uh, what Star Wars content and even Marvel content uh, we're going to be getting on Disney Plus. <laughs> that's all I'm looking forward to, essentially. But, yeah. So, I guess we'll move on to the gaming news side of things, folks. Alright, now let's get into this new the Digimon. Digimon is gearing up big for 2021. As quirky as this series has even more planned for next year than just the Digimon Survive. Bandai this weekend has announced a new lineup of fitness tracking watches dubbed the Fi- the Fidel bracelet series that will monitor your health and let you train digital monsters as you walk and this is coming from an article on thegamer.com the announcement was followed by a slightly confusing promotional video featuring cgi battles awkward translations and the fitness trend that took the world by storm in the early 2000s parkour Digimon fans will probably enjoy seeing the lovable monsters brought to life yet again, but will walk away from the clip confused as to what you can actually do with your vital bracelet. Thankfully, the Vital Bracelet Series official website does a better job explaining the new product. In short, the bracelet features a built-in heart rate monitor, a pedometer, and even an LCD display. Digimon can be loaded onto the device and become even more powerful the more you exercise with them. You'll be even able to battle other users, access rankings, and work with other players to tackle challenges. Dubbed Raid Battles. And who has Raid Battles? Pokemon Go. 
It's also a companion smartphone app, so you don't have to constantly mess around with a tiny LCD screen. Bandai's Vital Bracelet looks similar to the Gacha Evolve Bracelet used in Pokemon Go. It actually seems like it might be a direct competitor to the mobile to the popular mobile game. It's like I said. The bracelet is scheduled to go on sale March 2021. Reservations opening on December 18th. So, tomorrow from this recording, actually. So, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Follow. Remove from lists. New feed. And then notifications on. Okay. As soon as it comes on, I'm going to be ordering mine as well. All right, so we did Digimon. Let's see, Digimon, Digital Monsters, Digimon Garner Champions. I think that's how it goes, I don't remember. I didn't grow up with Digimon. I grew up with Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. So, um, let's organize this a little bit. Oh yeah, nope, nope, close that, we don't need that. Okay, here we go. So we're going to go into the main story of the day, which is Cyberpunk 2077's messy launch. So before I get into these articles, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go give my thoughts further onto the matter, and then you know, I'll, I'll highlight these articles for you all. Essentially, is before, like less than a week before launch, um, media... And influencers alike received codes, review codes, only for the PC version of Cyberpunk 2077. So this was a flag. Literally less than a week before launch and only on PC. So those two, like I I was aware of this before, simply because of all this that I'm going to discuss with with you now. That... They gave literally everyone the PC version. Less than a week before launch. Like five days before launch, essentially. And even as soon as they got their codes, they were unable to even talk, uh, discuss that they had the codes. They couldn't talk about it at all on public. And they couldn't, like, like, no gameplay, no nothing. Literally until... Until literally release day. So those red flags. Lit up in my head. Essentially. Is if. There are no codes for any of the consoles. Xbox. Playstation. Not even Google Stadia. So what does, what does that. What does that, that say. It's literally speaking that. They are aware. That the games for these consoles. Aren't the best. And maybe they're even worse off than we in, we initially thought because developers know about this way ahead of time. Of course they know that the the old versions of it, so essentially the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four versions of the game, literally are it's playable, but it's horrendous to play. Like it's bad. There's even like instances of uh, I've heard reports that the game is crashing as well and literally crashed 
once or twice with me live on stream. You can easily go back to my VODs at twitch.tv backslash play and, and view these live streams and see for yourself. So these all these little things together, like I knew that if, even though I'm, pl I'm playing it on, on, on Xbox One, I know my experience won't be as great, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. But I'm gonna stick. Like I said, I'm gonna stick around, wait for wait for them to patch this all up, and it'll, and it'll be even better, because they want this. They want to. They're gonna be pushing out DLC, even more content for this game. So they want this to be a game they could always go back to, go back and play and enjoy. So they're trying their best, simply to make this playable, enjoyable for everyone to have a great time in. And please, guys. Please, I know I understand that CD Project Red literally they're in in hot waters now, but be respectful. Like us, we're being critical at Impact Play because it's our job to be critical. No matter if we enjoy someone's product, someone's hardware, someone's game, whatever the case may be, give your opinion, but in a respectful manner. Post your opinion on social, but don't go ahead and threaten these developers. Threat, leave, mass, uh, leave massive. Like these developers have lives. They have. They're people like us. They have families. So they're human beings. They know that this game isn't ready. It's not up to them. What I, the reason this game was literally delayed at least three times. It could have been delayed even more, but the reason why they, they didn't want to delay it even further is my viewpoint, again, is because they have investors to please. Because they'd rather launch it than for, for their own investors to lose money. And, you know, it's going to be bad on both, both, both sides. Like The Witcher 3 was bad not as bad as cyber cyberpunk but it, it was bad when it first launched it took them years to develop and further support the game help and further improve the game to, and, and it took them um, a a couple a couple years i believe seven from the mistake if i am correct me on that it took them a, a good amount of years to for the now it's one of the best games that there are out there because they went out of their way to support that game even more so that's what they're gonna do with cyberpunk even now it looks like it's bad it's literally bad but they're not gonna just launch it and they're gonna take their sweet time with it they're trying their best as hard as they can and as fast as they can to help improve this game as much as possible i know this game shouldn't have launched on the older hardware simply because of what we're seeing now because it's not unplayable but it's unenjoyable but they didn't want to miss out on all these millions of gamers that are not even on on the next not next generation now it's current generation but the xbox series x and s or even the playstation 5 because not all Still, people are looking for those consoles. Even 
there's a good amount of people out there that can't even get their hands on those consoles anytime soon. And they won't be able to until maybe sometime next year. So, even Sony sees the transition of everyone moving on to the PlayStation 5 for five years away, at least. So, they don't, they don't want all these players to miss out on this huge game of the, of the, of the generation, essentially. So, I gave my thoughts on this. Now I'm going to go and go ahead and read this article to see to further discuss this. Okay. So, this first one's coming over from Windows Central. The developer behind Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, have apologized for the game's poor performance on last generation consoles, such as Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. I was prepared this time. I actually got water. Okay. Additionally, the developers promise that fixes are coming, including two large patches, one in January and one in February, like I said, by March. Players may also choose to refund their copy of the game up to, until December 21st. The developer also confirmed that updates are coming to PC as well. And here is a tweet from them, in addition, from their official Twitter account. Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last generation consoles before it premiered and, in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Second, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates has just been released. The next one is coming within the next seven days. Expect excuse me, expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays will will continue working, we'll release two large patches starting with patch one in January. This will be followed by patch two in February. Together those should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on last generation consoles. We will be informing you about the contents of each patch ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last generation look like it's running on a higher spec PC or next generation console, but it will be closer to that experience than it is now. Finally, we would always like everyone who buys their games to be satisfied with their purchase. We would appreciate if you would give us a chance, but if you're not pleased with the game on your console, don't want to wait for updates, you can app to refund your copy. For copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system of PSN or Xbox respectively. For box versions, please try to get a refund at the store where you per- bought the game. This sh- should this not be possible, please contact us at help fund at cdprojectred.com and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st. But Let's get into this further. Okay. They literally posted an update to, uh, today. No, this is on the 11th. I'm sorry. That there was a hotfix that went live on the PlayStation consoles, PC, and Xbox. And another, and that same hotfix was applied to, to Google Stadia on the 15th. Give me a second, folks. Let me see something. And even if they were, would have delayed the game, people would have been even more frustrated. Regardless if it was delayed or released early. 
So no matter what, I feel like the majority of people that are complaining uh, would have complained either way. But they had record-breaking pre-orders. And they kind of hinted that they, they weren't aware of how past-generation consoles didn't play. They knew. They knew. There's no way in heck they didn't know. Because, like I said, they only put out codes for the PC less than about five days before release. And you couldn't even talk about it. You even had the code. But on top of that, you gave nobody the code for these consoles? Come on. Us and like people, people like us, we pay attention to these things. We know, even though they don't officially come out and say this, we're aware of this. What else? What else could it be? Essentially. But even if you were to reach out to Sony or PlayStation to get a refund, they're saying you cannot. So I hold on. Let me see. Because I, I, I believe that. They retracted their current statement about contacting Sony and Microsoft to request refunds. Because they didn't discuss this with anyone. They just put out a post. Because each storefront has their own return policy. Or should I say refund policy. So even though the developer said you could get a, you could get a refund. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean the person who sold you it owes you a refund. Essentially. So this should definitely fall. CD Projekt Red because this looks so bad on them they have to do their best to try to make themselves be better they have to be more transparent with these things alright let's see yeah, like I said here here's an article coming from gamesindustry.biz Cyberpunk uh, they have issued a statement regarding the glitches and game breaking bugs Cyberpunk 2077, apologizing for not being more transparent about how the title performs on the previous generation consoles. While the Polish studio asked for more patience for customers, it's also said it is willing to help those who are unsatisfied with the game. Essentially what we discussed. This is branches off on it. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> right here. This talks about the refunds, essentially. From, from GameIndustry.biz. Following an issuance, I'm sorry, following a light, uh, litany of issues with Cyberpunk 2077, ranging from the inclusion of since fixed epileptic triggers to game breaking bugs, a number of people are seeking refunds on the game but are struggling to get them. Two days ago, three days ago from now, I should say, CD Project Red issued a statement apologizing for their performance. Da -da 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 -da. For copies purchased dig digitally, we talked about that. However, a day later, during an emergency investor call, CD Project Red SVP of Business Development, Michael Nowakowsk, indicated that refunds were not as simple as requesting one from the platform holder. One has to understand, Microsoft and Sony have refund policies for every product that is released digitally on their storefronts. Like I said, Earlier, despite several articles, I've seen that things are being set up just for us. It's actually not true. These policies are in place and have always been in place. They're not offered specifically for us. Anyone who has purchased any title on the PlayStation Network or even the Microsoft Storefront can ask for a refund. And if it's made within certain boundaries, usually related to, to time, usage, and so on, can ask for a refund. Our procedure here with Microsoft and Sony is not different than any other title released on any of those storefronts. 
and want to state that clearly as there seem to be certain misconceptions. Misconceptions aside, it appears that many people are having issues getting refunds on the games from Microsoft and Sony. So our Xbox users do seem to be ha having a bit more success. Numerous threads, subreddits, uh, issues with refunds, subreddits, and what have you. And even today, Kotaku reports that inquiries into the email list listed in the CD Project Red original statement for refund help are now being sent a message linking to an Xbox support article for info on how to refund or asking them to please wait for us to get back to you if the purchase was made on PlayStation. CD Project Red promises in the messages that it will reply to all messages no later than by the end of this year. Like I said earlier, even without me even reading, getting into these articles even further and breaking them down for you, got, for you all, you're going to tell me you're going to put out a statement and this contradicts each storefront policy, store, uh, pol store policies? You have nothing to do with that. If Xbox and PlayStation came out of their way and officially uh, talked, discussed, or posted on their social media channels or what have you about refunds, that's fine. But this is coming straight from CD Projekt Red. Come on, guys. You guys are literally in hot water and you're putting yourselves even more deeper in, in, in these waters. Like, come on. <laughs> First with performance, now with refunds. And now, even when you apply to that email, they, they, they forward you again to <laughs> your, these pers perspective platforms support pages. Like, come on. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Here we go. Here's another article. CD Project Red vows to rebuild trust after Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> uh, this is coming from Eurogamer. Uh, this call began with a statement from CD Project Red President President Adam Kaczynski, in which he excuse me he reaffirmed the company's commitment to fixing Cyberpunk and last generation consoles with a patch in the next seven days, with further big updates in January and February. We will do everything possible to prove that we stick to our values. Kaczynski said. We truly hope that our efforts will let us rebuild the trust that we have lost. After three delays, as the management board were too focused on releasing the game, we underestimated the scale and complexity of the issues. We ignored the signal as about the need for additional time to refine the game on the base last generation consoles. If it was the wrong approach and against our business philosophy. On top of that, during the campaign, we showed the game mostly on PCs. This caused the loss of gamers' trust and reputation that we've been building through the big part of our lives. Strangely, this explanation seemed to conflict with, state, with comments from Senior Vice President of Business Development, Michael, Michael Nowakowski, later in the call, who said that focus on the PC version over last-generation consoles had been a cost, but that pressure to release the game on time had not been a significant faster, a factor. I wouldn't say that we felt an external or internal pressure to launch on the date any other than a normal pressure which, which typically, you know, con coincides with any release, but that was not the cause. The pandemic and so on. Da -da 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 -da. That's essentially sums it up for you guys. Like I said before, they were aware, but investors and everyone else was pushing them. Uh, everyone in the higher ups, essentially. So, but it is what it is. Uh, 
And they apparently have another excuse that they were updating the last generation version until the very last minute. Many shareholders ask about how the negative feedback at launch and the need to fix issues with the console edition will affect plans for DLC, multiplayer, and The Witcher 4. Wow, so there is a new Witcher game coming out. Okay, there you go, here's confirmation. But management offer no comment at this time. One caller asked for clarification on the recent report that CD Projekt Red had changed its bonus structure in light of poor reviews, but the company declined to comment on this as well. No questions. That's about it. Okay, I talked about this. We're pretty much done with Cyberpunk. Now, we'll move on to EA has agreed to a deal to acquire Codemasters for approximately $1.2 billion. It's coming from Game Industry. That biz once again. The acquisition, which is expected to complete in the first quarter of 2021, is based on a price of 7.98 per share for the UK publisher. An explanation for the deal. Codemasters chairman Gerhard Florin said that the both that both companies have a shared ambition to lead the video game racing category. We feel this union will provide an exciting and pro- prosperous future for Codemasters, allowing our teams to create, launch, and serve a bigger and better games to an extremely passionate audience, Florin said in a statement. Uh, Andrew Wilson even added, our industry is growing, the, ra- the racing industry is growing. Our industry, oh, I'm sorry, I'm like, what the heck? Okay, our, our industry is growing, the racing category is growing, and together we will be positioned to lead in a new era of racing entertainment. Uh, that's essentially it. Oh yeah, hold on. Uh, let me read this last piece of it. Uh, this is a surprising development in an ongoing story about around Codemasters acquisition with Take-Two Interactive having led the process until recently. That bid was significantly lower, however, following Codemasters at around $870 million. So they literally took it from Take-Two Interactive. <laughs> they beat him to the punch. So, let's see. Ooh, A pair of Zygna veterans have launched a new VR game studio in California called 4VR. Marcus Segal and Mike, no, uh, Marcus Segal and Mike Pagano Doom will lead the new company, which is focused on development, developing mass market virtual reality gaming experience for all ages and geographies. For VR, also already employs a number of other former senior leaders from companies such as EA, Zygna, Disney, and Glue. The team is currently developing its first game, planned for re- release in 2021 for Oculus headsets. Ooh, has a number of seating partners in, in, in Galaxy Interactive Fund, President's Capital, Twitch co-founders Emmett Shear and Justin Kahn, and Zygna founders Mark Pincus and Justin Walter. Wow, this is an, it's a good thing to keep an eye on. They're going to be releasing great things. I'll leave this on the side. Okay, next. Mm. Um, we'll leave that towards the end. All right, we're going to the Indie World Showcase. Here's an article coming from Business Wire. Uh, so the announcements include Spelunky and Spelunky 2 coming to the Nintendo Switch in summer of 2021. 
you will have Grindstone. Uh, it's coming as a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Well, it should be out now. We have Calico. It should be out as well. We have Super Meat Boy Forever. It should be out on December 23rd as a console launch exclusive. Cyber Shadow, January 26, 2021. You have Tonashi from Leap Game Studios coming on March 2021. Then you have Very Very Valet coming in early 2021 as a timed exclusive. You have Fisty Fluffs coming in the spring of 2021. Happy Games coming in the spring of 2021 again. Then you have Alba, a wildlife adventure coming in again, spring of 2021. And you have last but not well, not last, but you also have Nausea coming from Playism uh, being launched on early 2021. And you also have other uh, montage when the past was around, Finding Paradise, Hazel Sky, Hoa, Cosmocrats, and Trash Sellers all headed for the Switch. And last but not least, the showcase ended, or it seemed like it ended, but they had a surprise at the end. Among Us is now live on the Nintendo Switch for $4.99 on the eShop. We just definitely took them long enough, but I'm definitely interested in Splunky. Here, I'll give me a second, guys. I'll tell you what exactly I'm interested. Let me go into that website, Nintendo's. Okay, it's 1215, right? That's the days go. Spelunky and Spelunky 2 look very intriguing. Cyber Shadow, not so much. Uh, what is Among Us for sure. There's another game. I forgot to write this down. Let me mute this and then let me go through this video. No, Spelunky. No, not the Cyber Warrior. That please let's see. No, that's about it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Those two are the ones that caught my eye. So Spelunky, Spelunky too, essentially. Oh no, very, very valley. That's one of them for sure. That one definitely caught my eye. Yeah, the, the Jarvis game. <laughs> this one looks very intriguing to me. So. Okay, I'm gonna leave this on the side for me. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna add it to my wish list so I don't forget. That's the great thing about wish lists. Even though Sony took that away from the PS5, but that's Sony again for you. And then very, very valet. Okay, we got that. So next. Wait, hold on. Let me go to this thing again. Search. Let me add Among Us as well. Got to add that. Add the wish list. Okay, that's done. Done, done. Hmm. Here's an interesting thing. Well, we talked about this actually. Uh, okay, this is coming from GamesIndustry.biz. The final Games Industry Gathering of the Year will help to raise money for the IGDA Foundation. And I'm part of that, the faction over here in Atlanta. 
So, indeed, the improbability, the improbably named Games Industry Ultimate Holiday Party Palooza 2020 season finale edition has already raised $25,000 through a combination of ticket sales, donations, and the backing of its sponsors, Amazon, Wizards of the Coast, Concept Art House, Iron Galaxy, and even Exola. The virtual networking event has been held throughout the year, and Friday, December 18th, which is tomorrow, represents the last chance to be involved. I am sorry. This party is a chance for us to share the experience with the rest of the industry for one huge end-of-the-year end of 24-hour blowout. The 20-hour span of the event is designed to make it as exclusive as possible for industry professionals all over the world. So they're going to look into the IG, IGDA. And yeah, it's good to, it's worth mentioning here as well. But I'm going to share the web, uh, both URLs where you can purchase tickets for $10 and donations to the IGDA Foundation. Copy. Copy. If you guys want to learn more. Okay. Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony to... Uh, released a joint statement expressing a collective commitment to ensuring their online spaces are free from hate and harassment and safe for younger players. This was this report was compiled on GameIndustry.biz. We believe gaming is for all people of all ages, including our youngest and most vulnerable players, the company said. Technologies Technology makes compelling entertainment experiences possible, and we want to ensure that those experiences, especially when they involve interaction with others, are positive and respectful. All players deserve to have fantastic social gaming experiences in settings where respect and safety are mutual. And I wholeheartedly am behind this 300%. Because everyone should have fun, no matter which platform you enjoy more, which platform you're on. Everyone should just have a great experience, a great time, without the need for hate, without the need for negativity. The company said that they will continue investing in evolving and amplifying approaches to user safety, prioritizing the safety of their most vulnerable players. Their trio grouped their commitments under three principles, prevention, partnership, and responsibility. But yeah, that's definitely a great initiative by all three major uh, gaming companies, essentially. Okay. Actor Vin Diesel has joined Studio Wildcard as president of Creative Convergence, or executive producer for both the upcoming Arc Two game and even the Arc Two, the I'm sorry, the Arc animated series, as reported by the Hollywood Reporter. Diesel was already a fan of the Arc games when he signed onto the project. This was also playing the voice of Santiago in the series in the game, but yeah, that's essentially uh, that's uh, that's literally all of the article, like games in, on games industry that is live stream monetization solution company Streamloots announced the launch of a mental health support initiative aimed at content creators called Streamloot Strong. It will give live streamers access to mental health kit. That includes over four hours of resources that include courses to better understand mental health issues, as well as mindfulness and meditation sessions. The program was convinced in a partnership with Dr. Anthony Bean, the founder of Mental Health Professionals Network Greek Therapeutics and Mental Advocate and talk show host Mary McZidi Shen Lee. 
access to the mental health kit will be subsided for all of Streamloose affiliates and partner level live streamers who qualify. The announcement said in a clarification sent to GameIndustry.biz, where this article was written as well. Streamloot said that affiliates and partnerships can be attained through a combination of cards purchased by the streamer's community, streamer engagement, and more. That's great. I don't even really, I never heard of this platform before. Streamloots. Yeah, apparently so. Apparently it's a marketplace where you could buy real-time interactions with live streamers. It was coming from their press kit. Yeah, you know, I never really heard of them before, but good to hear. The companies are taking the initiative to not only improve the space, but also help support the people in those spaces. All right, next. Ubus Stadia is now available on iOS devices. Yes, you read that right. Starting today, you can sign into Stadia.com on your Safari iOS browser and begin playing your favorite games. It's literally a web app but it saves it on your home screen. It's like a bookmark essentially, but it works as an app instead of just uh, working as a tab in your uh, mobile web browser. It's coming from Stadia's official Twitter account. Okay. Even though Among Us just literally just launched. It is the top selling game on the Nintendo Switch eShop. And it's coming from DualShockers. But that's essentially, I don't need to read it. And I don't need to read into this article further. It's really the top selling game. Five bucks? Of course. I mean, it's five bucks on PC. But it's also, I've got to mention this on the last episode of the podcast. It's also available on Game Pass for Xbox Game Pass for PC. For free. Included. All right. Uh, the launch of EA Play and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for PC has been delayed until 2021. To give Microsoft more time to deliver a great experience. EA Play has been added to Microsoft's premium subscription service on consoles at no additional cost and was initially slated to arrive on PC this holiday. This, uh, yes, yeah, coming from Gamas Ultra. With the holidays very well and truly upon us, however, Microsoft has asked PC subscribers for a little more patience while it keeps working with EA to in- integrate the service. We established this partnership with Electronic Arts because they are passionate as we are about helping people and communities discover great games and we know we could provide a greater experience for members by working together, the company said in a blog post. In order to deliver that, we need more time to to provide the Game Pass experience. We'll have more to share early next year. As always, we will appreciate your support as we work to deliver this experience for our Xbox Game Pass members. Stay tuned for even more information. Oh, I was getting parched. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. All right, next. Hermes has finally has cross saves, which is now out even on the Nintendo Switch. It's coming from Supergiant Games' official Twitter account. Okay. We have a couple more news articles for you guys. Nintendo Switch was the top-selling console in Canada in November, cementating its spot at the top for the 25th consecutive month. According to data shared by the NPD group, combined sales of Nintendo Switch and the Nintendo Switch Lite reached 148,000 units in Canada in November, despite the launch of next-generation consoles. This pushed the Switch to 790,000 units sold in total in 2020 across the country, 
In all of 2019, the Switch sold 162,000 units in Canada. But, yeah, there you go, folks. <laughs> Nintendo Switch. For literally two years, more than two years. <laughs> no, a year. No, yeah, more than two years. A year is 12 months, so, yeah. Like, wow, of course, because it was the pandemic, and that literally enforced it even more. Okay. But Ubisoft is giving away free games and in-game stuff every day this week. Ubisoft's dubbed Happy Holidays giveaway event kicked off with Assassin's Creed Valhalla in-game items. Ubisoft is getting into the spirit of the holiday season by giving away gifts including games and in-game loot every day of this week. If you want to claim what they are offering, head to over to Ubisoft.com and click the register now button and log into your Ubisoft account and then get ready for free stuff. You can also claim it directly from the Ubisoft Soft Connect client if you prefer. This came from PCGamer.com. So if you guys are into that, be sure to claim these items. I guess we can share this uh, little bit of news. Discord screen sharing comes to mobile devices, and this is coming another one from PC Gamer. Discord added video chat functionality and screen sharing to its platform in early 2017, enabling up to 10 users at a time to hang out digitally and share their online activities. The user limit was raised to 50 earlier in March to help people to cope with the stress of the COVID-19 outbreak. And today, Discord announced that after several weeks of public testing, it's being extended, extended to mobile devices as well. So the new mobile sharing functionality works in DM and voice channels and is optimized for higher frame rate and low latency on those respective devices. The screen share feature supports audio and voice chat simultaneously. You can converse while sharing audio is playing. And while streams will have a maximum of 50 concurrent viewers, voice channels will support unlimited screen, screen shares. It's not, a it's not a revolutionary new feature to the platform, but enabling more users to use this feature is a great thing. Okay, let's see if we have any last minute news stories that may have missed or even news breaking stuff that are happening at this very moment. Let's see. Mm, excuse me. Apparently, Lupin 3 is back in 3D and in the fun but familiar feature film. Oh, film, okay. I thought it was a game. Okay, let's see. Uh, well, here's a nice little uh, thing to that's worth mentioning. Bravely Default, the final two demo is, is now live. And if you down... Uh, if you download the game, if you download the demo before the game's launch, and you can earn 100 My Nintendo Platinum points, which is great, and I actually downloaded that earlier today. And uh, this is regarding the piece, the Hades cross-save thing. You could transfer your saves between PC and Switch, and I think you have to transfer them manually, it looks like. But let me get into this further. And then let's see if we have anything else. Ooh, we can discuss that. What's this? No. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything further. That's about it. Okay, let's go and get into this article from GamesRadar. 
Hades crosshairs are now officially live on the Switch, along, allowing you to transfer saves to and from the P Switch in the PC. Time flies when you're dying over and over, so you might want to take the game from your PC to Switch and uh, vice versa. So transferring your save sounds pretty easy. Supergiant says simply to select cross saves on the main menu, connect to stream or Epic's games account and pause and quit to upload your save data. So you do have to do some work, but otherwise it's like, I think it happens when you close the game. But yeah. What's this one? Oh yeah, that's actually, yeah, this isn't worth mentioning. So, it looks like that's about it, folks. For the new stories. So, let's get into Raider Mail. If you want to send us Raider Mail, here's how. Want to know your feedback, your thoughts, or even any questions you may have for us? We're sending us radio mail on our Discord server by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash mbackplay or even by sending us an email to radio mail at mbackplay.com. Who knows? We may even be featured on a future episode or maybe even our special radio mail segment of the show. So, I guess that's it for now. So, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join our community server over on Discord, be sure to enter exclamation Discord in chat now. And guys, we're trying to reach affiliate status over on Twitch, and we do need your help. Share our channel with your friends, your family, with anyone whom you believe will benefit from listening to the show. And guys, we do have merch available now, which now we have a, a Christmas, a limited edition Christmas winter bundle that includes a hoodie in either navy or charcoal plus you got a coffee mug so let me get that link for you guys before anything march mass type exclamation march mas to view the url and there you guys there you are folks so let's click on that link and it's just one of the many ways that will help support the show so we, and even if you don't have anything, anything to share with us now, you can simply share the stream, share our content, and just share the channel in general. Thank you guys so much. Again, leave us a review or even just a rating on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks, and until next time.